you're tuning into the Negative Space Station podcast where we take the sights and sounds of Cleveland and give a voice to it. We're talking with Ethan. Say what's up, Ethan. What's up? My name's Ethan. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to be here. Hell yeah. I'm excited to have you. All right, Ethan. So, September 21st, I almost said first, at the third, uh, the third Friday showcase, you're hitting the stage with uh, Vinyl Wings, Midnight Buford, and uh, Myth & Co., um, now you're from Akron area, right? Um, somewhat. I'm mainly, we're back in Maslin, so okay. kind of, kind of half hour away. Okay. So. Cause I met you with, uh, um, the, by Light We Loom and who else was on that? Band? Uh, Black Roads was. Black Roads. Black Roads played there. And we played at the Musica in Akron. Yes. So I kind of assumed everyone there was from that area. Like everyone seemed to be local yeah. and there was a lot of moms there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Black Roads, that was kind of their niche. I Yeah, where the mom's at. I appreciate that they, they went for it. Yeah. Because I've found I've played a lot of shows, and I'll have, like, out of the whole crowd, I'll have one guy come up and be like, my dad, like what you did. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I impress at least one dad. Like, he doesn't like anything, but he liked what you did. And I'm like, I take it. <laughs> no, I was after I got done with my set and we were about halfway through yours. I was talking to my dad and I was talking to my girlfriend's dad, and we were all just like eyes on you. And after you got done with a song, we just all looked at each other and were like, "This guy is getting more impressive by by the song." And <laughs> Thanks, so man. we we were having a blast watching you. So is it so dads? It is. I think it was you that show that told me it was your dad. Like, it it, it was. <laughs> it was me. I'm like, dude, my dad thought you killed it, but so did I. So it's not just the dads. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. You killed it too. You blew me away when you went up there. Like, oh, fuck! I gotta follow this guy. And that's why, like, as soon that night, I invited all you guys to do one of these showcases, mm-hmm. and I got yeah. by light we loom down the line somewhere. Uh, I haven't got black roads. But I'll get them eventually. Yeah, yeah. They. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually talked to a couple members of Black Roads a couple weeks ago, and they said uh, they don't. They're on a little hiatus. Okay. Just because a lot of them are going to school right now. Yeah. Which but, you are as well as your yeah. family going in. So you're going to Kent Stark. Yes. Not just a play on state. That's like in between, right? I think I've driven past it. Yeah, it's um. So it's one of the branches for Kent State. It's. It's uh, in Canton, in the Belden Village area. Okay. Uh, what are you not going too for? I'm going for communications. Okay. I'm actually not going any, for anything in uh, in music. Interesting. I'd love I'd love to be able to play shows and record music as a profession. Yeah. Um, college is just kind of like a safety net. Say I have a degree and everything. Yeah, mom. No, I'm going to school. No, it's yeah. cool. I'm doing that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Was it so? What uh, with the field of communications, why'd you fall down that rabbit hole? What made you? Was it kind of the uh, uh, um, the vastness of it that you can be applicable with anything, or was it that it's like low hanging fruit? I can do that while doing everything else type thing. Oh, that's a that, that is such a good question. I can't tell you how many people ask me that. Um, here, here's why I pick communications. I was really into speech and debate in high school. I was. Uh, very much into public speaking and everything. Yeah. I took communications classes, and I loved them. Yeah. Um, I actually started out in marketing in okay. college, and I learned I hated it. I hated business. I hated the sciences and everything. Yeah. 
And so I'm like, what, what is something that I can kind of, you know, see myself doing, express myself with? And I pick communications. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to do with it, but the fact that it is so vast and applicable to so many things gives me a lot of options. I just feel I want to be able to express myself yeah. even a little bit in any degree I pick. That's cool. I get behind that. Yeah. That's awesome. And communications is, you're doing that. You're up front. You're communicating yeah. with people. And the more you can do that with uh, emotional content, you can like really, whatever it is, if it's about uh, grocery carts, you know what I mean? Like, right. You can make that feel like the right connection, the right guy to work with, or like you actually want to help people. Mm. Not that you don't. I don't want to imply that you don't, because I'm sure you do. <laughs> Everyone. No, definitely. Like, but okay, that's cool. Yeah. So how, are you just starting with that? I am in my junior year now. Okay, so you've been you've been hitting, you've been swinging at it. I have. All right. Yeah. Was it? And you say, did you go to Kent State? I'm sorry. Did you say that? I went to the main campus for a year. Yeah. And How's then, the music scene out there? In between. It, as far as um, like they have a little downtown area, mm-hmm. and when I first started college, I I flipped a switch. I said. All right, high school, I focused on a lot of art stuff, like the theater there, the speech and debate there. I focused on that. I flipped the switch when I went to college. I said, all right, it's all music now. Okay. This is my time now. Yeah. And when I applied to Kent and I got him, I was like, I'm going to see what their downtown area is like, what what venues they have for music, for musicians and everything. I, uh, I got there when I was ready. Like, I had sets and everything. I was really kind of like disappointed yeah because when i got there there were maybe a few dive bars like that host- stone tavern yeah Mitchell's like that hosted like just like metal bands and everything okay. and uh, so uh, uh, what's that jps or something pjs I, I can't remember the name it's it's ringing a bell but yeah. that's just kind of what i was able to find in that downtown area and because i didn't have a car so i had to walk yeah. everywhere anyway oh, shit. <laughs> and yeah, yeah so yeah. It was it was a little disappointing for for me, but for other bands that um, fit that style, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great. Yeah, because it's just you. It's yeah, just you it and is the guitar. Just me. For our listeners who haven't heard you yet, that's what you do. That is that solo is what I do. dolo man five thousand. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that would make it a little different for sure. Trying to fit yeah. in like the metal scene with your acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's not exactly the same, but uh... yeah. sometimes it works. Sometimes like it's enough like. In between bands, and they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, depending yeah. on the scene, like, or sometimes it doesn't. Like, sometimes it's, you just get eaten alive. Yeah. But, uh, that's cool. All right, so um, with the debate, so you did that in high school. Like, was that academic debate, or was that, like, just, like, you had a topic, like, money is evil. Go. Like, that so, type of debate. So, speech and debate in high school, um... That was that was my jam. That was yeah. everything to me. I was the captain of the team my senior year. Oh shit! It, it was yeah. it was seriously like everything to me. I loved it. Um. So so what it was, there was a speech side of it, yeah. and there was a debate side of it. The debate side is what everyone thinks about when they hear speech and debate. Oh, you're talking about politics or like yeah, uh, diplomacies Morals, or foreign ethics. issues stuff like that. I was on the speech side. So what I did was there there are about like nine or eleven categories in the speech side i was in the category dramatic interpretation okay so what you did was take a script or take a a play or something 
and you cut down that play and that story into about a 10 minute script. You memorize that and you interpret it for, uh, for a crowd. And you do this a couple times at each tournament in okay. each round. And so that's what I, uh, that's, that's what I did. And you compete against other people in that same category. And it's just, it's just like cool. acting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so acting. Is it a, so when you would, I mean, that's kind of a, that's a really good skill to have to be able mm. to take a large work, boil it down to the key points yeah. and like a philosophical turn points in it. Like, mm. so, I don't know, like with Shakespeare, like there's oh, yeah. definitely some like heavy ethics things you can take yeah. e- ethic, uh, uh, um, Philosophical, this is I'm losing my fucking ethical tongue. dilemmas. Thank you, ethical yeah. dilemmas that you. are still relevant Correct. and you can bring up. And if you can boil it down to that and be like, ah, that's like, uh, what's a, the dude? I can't remember any characters from Romeo and Juliet. Um, but um, uh, it's, except uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all I, I, I was, could. I was thinking of the, the guy with an M. Um, whatever. But like, if you can boil down those points and be able to present it and see it act out in other events within right. that are happen within life now or within your life or within the span of the political like climate, mm-hmm. like they kind of have like a a guide understanding of where it could go. Like that's yeah. such a crucial skill because like people go to college just to to spend years to become a plus, uh, professor in like theology that do mm. that, you know what I mean? Like, that's essentially what they do, but with mythology and, like, religion and philosoph- uh, philosophy, like, that's cool. And, like, they do it in a fun way where you take that and you get competitive with it. Oh, it I, it taught me so much about how to analyze literature, how to yeah. create characters, how to understand the emotions and the afflictions that this character would go through, and then to act that out and see other people and their takes on their That's characters. Cool, man. It's so it's it got intense. Yeah. But it was so fun. It taught me so much and how to how to break out of my shell and taught me a little bit about how to be myself while I'm performing. Yeah. So it was it was very pivotal for me. So, um, what's one of your favorites? What's one of the, what's, or what's the most enlightening one you did? Like, which one was like, <gasps> so my, can't look at the world the same. My, my senior year, I did, I, I got an autobiography from books a million yeah. and I was scrambling right before the season to find this, what, like find it? a script for the season because yeah. you do one the whole season. You keep improving on it every oh, tournament. Okay. And I I was just scrambling. I was with my friend. It, they, Books a Million was about to close. And we found this book. It's called God is Not Here. And we were like, ooh, hmm. that's a little... That's a little uh, Lofty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what the book was about, it was an autobiography by a war veteran. Okay. And he suffered from a lot of PTSD because when he was in, uh, when he was in the armed forces, he was over in... Um, Iraq Mm -hmm. and him and his partner tortured uh, Iraqis in there to get information out of them and it just kind of went through what that was like for him and what happened after when he got home and so it it was kind of I was a very very stressed out war veteran and that kind of that spoke to me in a lot of different things and it made it makes you feel for those people which I feel uh, is really important. Steph, empathy is a huge thing. Oh, like that's yeah. the whole like, I mean, with stories like that, and especially once I feel like as soon as you listen to somebody, 
and you hear their story, mm. you approach it differently. You know what oh, I mean? Like, 100%. you're like, I don't know, maybe like old war veterans, you're like, oh, that guy's got a sign that says vet on the highway. I'm going to ask him how to like make my dog feel better. Yeah. Some yeah. fucking stupid joke. Not that you would do or that I would do. I'm just, right. I'm riffing right now. But like, to like really get in that mindset and understand how like hard it is for someone that has gone through such like a fucking war tragedy mm-hmm. like that and come back and try to be in like this normal like yeah no we're gonna go to McDonald's and eat you know what I mean like yeah like to come back from that but being able to like empathize and like hear that story and know that's what's going sometimes we pass that guy with the vet sign on the side of the street it's not that guy you know what I mean it's right. like someone trying to get somewhere and sometimes it is that guy you never know mm-hmm. but like but like empathy's a big thing man we need more of it for sure like, that's cool, though, but, man, fucking, that's such a, I've never, like, I had a, um, an ex-girlfriend who was in the academic uh, challenge team. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, so i kind of familiar with how stuff like that runs, and, right. you know what I mean? But, like, what you're, what you did is way cooler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no offense to, like, what she did. Like, it, oh, you need yeah. to know a lot of shit, and, like, it's a challenging thing, but to, like, to, like, prep something like that and then the workshop and to be able to go back and find out how to like express yourself in that way so communications make sense yeah that that makes a lot of sense for you yeah like that's cool because like I I took a few classes I went to CSU for music therapy Mm -hmm. and I had to take um, a few communication classes and like they were fun I like doing I like giving speeches how bad like um, but the field within itself is I've talked to people going through it and it's so vast oh yeah so it's insane well, okay. Now let's let's. How long have you been doing music? Would you uh? Would you pick up? Was guitar the main? Yes. Always. Um, so, um, in sixth grade, uh, for Christmas, my grandma actually got me my yeah. first guitar, and I was, what was like, it? "Oh, dude, I couldn't even tell you. It was some. I think the brand was Woods. Okay. And everything. I. It, it was a really random brand, but it was the first guitar, you know, I don't yeah. know if I was going to continue with it. So I'd started taking lessons in sixth grade and I, it was kind of on and off for a little bit. Yeah. I got different, uh, instructors and then, then we moved a lot to like, okay. we moved to North Carolina in my eighth grade year then we moved back here. And so I was kind of like, now where were you born? Where were you grow up? Massachusetts. Okay, so Massive. you're mostly Ohio, but you'd bounce back and forth yeah. in like high school years, later years? Yeah, like middle school and high right. school. So only when it's important. Right, <laughs> right, you know. But that's rough, man, that's rough. Yeah, but I, on and off, I picked up the guitar and everything. Yeah. And then later on in high school, I, I really uh, realized I'm like, this is something I want to do with my life. I started picking it back up. I started trying to write songs. They weren't good, but um, <laughs> you never write a good song to start with. Oh no! But <laughs> I, but I still loved. Uh, I still found to love the process, and so throughout high school, I was in you know choirs and theater, and I did the talent shows, and I played an original song yeah. that I wrote there. Um, is it one I might have heard? Was it one you did at the... Oh, no. No, okay. no. this this song uh, that I performed, I wrote for my mom and everything. Yeah. And I knew it was successful because afterwards, two of my friends came up to me and they were in tears. Success. <laughs> I was Emotional like, content. And you, and, <laughs> and you don't realize that like after you write a song, 
and you're like, ah, that was that was okay. And then yeah. you perform it for a big crowd, and to have that sort of reaction from just a couple people, that was kind of a, a little awakening for me. I'm like, I I never imagined that something that I wrote could draw some sort of emotion. It yeah. was a song for my mom. Yeah. And two of my friends were kind of in tears, and I was yeah. like, this is this is amazing. So I'm like, all right, after high school, when all the craziness dies down focus is yeah it's on and so, from then on it has been nice and then after that just more songs came together yeah do you have a are you putting out a record do you got one in the works so right now yeah um as it stands i have an ep on itunes and spotify it's called ep the ep mm. because my initials are e- ethan peterson uh, the EP, yeah a little play on little play on the words there uh, yeah yeah, right. yeah. Nice. Um, I recorded that with a guy in Maslin and I think it's a very good, like starting out, like, Hey, this is what I'm about Yeah. and everything. It's not the greatest quality. It's not the greatest, they're not the greatest songs, but, um, it, it's out there. So right now I'm with a completely different guy. His name is Mike Edgerly or Abaddon Fallas. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So he's, Whoa. he's from like Romania. Or okay. something so okay. like so this wasn't just a play he's actually okay. right right and so i found him through networking and we're doing uh a four song ep right now mm-hmm. i never really realized like who he was or what his background in music was he does this for a living he produces for a living okay he has been signed to epic records wow he he's toured all over the place and i asked him i'm like why i'm like why aren't you still doing that and he's like well i got kids and a family now and yeah. i don't want to do that and so he produces other people. So I'm working with him right now. Okay. Who's and some of the people he's worked with? Did he tell you? He or do you... he just does a lot of local stuff right now. Okay. But some of, some of his stories, like I could, I could, I could go on. And he has like pictures and stuff to back this stuff yeah, up. Yeah, he can prove it. He's like, like ah, this George Clinton was there. Like, look at or who. Yeah, like he's like, oh yeah, I was one of the guys that tried out for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Whoa, before they're looking for the guitar player. Yeah. Nice. And he's and he's like, oh yeah, I got uh, I got there a little too late. They already decided and everything, Ooh. and it it was just crazy that yeah. like this is who I'm talking to. One of his best friends is Marilyn Manson. Damn. And I'm like, it's it's so cool. So I'm working with him. So you're working with a guy who knows what he's doing. He definitely knows what you he's doing. He definitely got the the talent and the the know how to back it up. Yeah, I'm I'm tr- I'm really trying. I'm trying to go all in with this to make it sound as professional as possible, which yeah. he can do. Yeah. And even just you yourself, you sound professional as possible. I'm like, just, I'm like just... you killed it up the first time I heard you. I was just like, fucking radio ready now. You know what I mean? Like, I... and that was just you with a mic. Mic and a guitar. Yeah, mic'd up. Do, now with the, are you guys doing like a full band thing? Is it just you? So what we're doing this? It's gonna be. It's set to be done by the end of September, and then we'll set a release date. Yeah. Um, so what I'll do is I'll go home, and I'll have one of my original songs. And I'm like, okay, right now it's just me and a guitar, mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar. So what I'll do is I'll take this little loop station, just a loop pedal. Yeah, what do you use? What you um, got? A Boss... Some it's literally just one okay, like so the fifty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you you know what it is. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll take my Yamaha keyboard and hook it up to there. 
I don't have an electric drum machine or anything. So I don't you use the, the drum settings on the. Yeah, keyboard. I just I use nice. the crap drum settings on this old Yamaha keyboard that I got in eighth grade, and I'll record synths and key parts and drum parts, and I'll put it on a loop and I'll send that to him. I'm like, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And then once we get there, he'll lay down um, like he has this crazy electric drum set. He'll lay down the drum parts. Then I'll lay down the keys from a wow, from cool. a like a a better keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from like yeah, so not one that's been through the ringer. It sounds like you know a whole live band and everything, but it's just us. That's cool. Making but, it from okay, but the it's, little loop. So it's you two, but there is more than just you on the record. Yeah, it's there's not, okay. there's more than just me. Which I mean, you could pull off either way. Like, I'd, but it's cool to make it sound like you put time into it and yeah. like put thought into like every little detail of this wave of sound that's coming at you. Like you can tell when someone's been in the studio and just taking their time. Yeah, one of my ultimate goals is to not just um, for recording this music. I wanna, I wanna sound and appeal to people as an artist that like has a big sound behind them. It's not just me and an acoustic guitar, which is fine for some people, that, yeah. but that's not ultimately yeah. what I want. I want to have something that I could approach somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm about. This is professional sounding sound, you know, so. Now, um, would you ever want to do that live? Would you ever put together a group like that for a show or have you? I would, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I yeah. would, if people um, were able to, emulate the parts and the song and everything absolutely because yeah. once this ep is done i want to be able to perform it but the only way i'm going to be able to perform it with a full sound and everything is with uh with recordings yeah so, so there'd be some live loops kind of pre- yeah yeah but um because like uh, that's one thing most people like uh they they get their acoustic act from working with a group of people and mm-hmm. realizing how hard it is to have a group of people do as much as you want to do. Yeah. And then they become that one person. Sorry, I keep hearing like random things. But you're, um, you're good. So, but for you, you just kind of like, it seems like you had your head in the right place, fucking like, nope, I'm doing it. I'm not dragging anyone into this. I got this until I'm ready. Yeah. So, is that what you, was that kind of like your approach to it? I've wanted um, for a while, I'm like, I want to I want to be a solo artist, a solo yeah. musician. But um so you know how big names like I don't know, like Sam Smith, they'll yeah. they'll go out and perform and they have a band behind them, yeah. but it's not it's not his band. You they're know, just, they're not yeah. all in a band. They're yeah, just they're a band acting. that plays for him. Yeah. That's that's eventually to the level that I you wanna get to. I'd like to get to. Okay. Um and if I run into people and they say, "Hey, I'd like to Form with you live, I can emulate the drums, or I could do this. Yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. That's that's awesome. Hell yeah! Especially if they know you're in their fan. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. So, um, is a uh, same th- like let's talk about songwriting because uh, you last time I saw you, you covered Ed Sheeran. You had that cool mix mm-hmm. that remix. Yeah, <laughs> but um, which was sweet. So, uh, Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran, what are they influences? What what drives what musically uh. Uh, uh, what's that spark that's like I want to make a song kind of like that or I want to express myself in the, those dialects of music or is that not at all and they just kind of like I heard that I liked it and like I write my own thing or what's some influences so 
some of the some of the influences I have, um, I'll, like I got a top three, and they're they're in a top three, but for different reasons. So I got Ed Sheeran. I really really love him for his uh, his honesty and his stories yeah. that come out of his uh, come out of his music and everything. Then next on the list is Brandon Urie. Uh, lead singer Panic at the Disco. Okay, okay. And the reason I emulate him is for his vocal capabilities. Yeah. They're just He's freaking done. insane. And then third, I really love Maroon 5 because uh, of the way they were able to evolve over time. They've been around forever, but they keep making hits. That's true. I That's love, true. And I love the pop rock genre. And so when I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, man, I need to, I want to write a song, but I have no idea what... I want this song to be. I'll listen to a lot of pop rock. I'll listen to Maroon Five. I'll listen to even Ellie Goulding because okay. of the sounds they use. Yeah. I want to emulate that, that, but make it my own. Cool. Okay, I can hear that. And like, it's in, Ed Sheeran's interesting because he like he um he does it. He kind of does the one man thing. He could do it all himself. Oh you know yeah. I mean? And like he even his songs like the the lyrical content like what it's about is very specific. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear certain lines, and you're like, okay, that's something that's happened to him. And, like, he, every, he hits you with this beautiful melody, and, like, everything about it's right. And that guy, he's always been super open with, like, where he came from. He's like, I was playing on the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he put in his time, so he's, like, one of those guys that you can't help but be like, cool. You can't you know, help but kind of respect but love him. It. Yeah. And, like, well, that as well, and respect the journey, because it's, mm-hmm. it's out there, and it's hustled, you know what I mean? He's not just one of those guys that kind of like was into it. Well, I mean, with everyone you said, like I'm, you know, I'd be just like, yeah, a, yeah. but uh, and with Maroon Five, it's interesting because in it, one thing I've noticed about that, they've always been in the mainstream. They've never faded yes. away. The guitar is faded away in their music. You don't hear it as much. Like, what was their mm-hmm. first hit? Um, uh, she will be loved. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I was trying to think of the other one that was like, bow. Uh, um, I, I don't want to sing it. I don't want to get flagged for it. Um, it would come back to me. But they had more guitar in it. And then, like, if you listen to, like, moves like Jagger, where's the guitar? Well, it's, it's yeah. There. But they've adjusted the beat with the times, and they've been timeless because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an art within itself. And, like, dude can sing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's solid. It's solid yeah. all around. Well, that's cool. Oh, so, was there, like, a... So your grandma got you this guitar, this Woods acoustic yeah. six string. Was it hers? Was it somebody's? She, she just got it new. She just got it new from a music shop. She's like, did you like ever say, I want a guitar? <laughs> like, I kind of alluded to it, and I was, and she always knew that I wanted to pick up an instrument. I didn't really know which one. Yeah. Maybe the keyboard. Maybe, maybe guitar. And so we went with the guitar, and that's cool. Because it seems like. You're through high school, just what you're telling me. You've always been involved in performing and the mm-hmm. arts. You've been like, and to be full, like the move around like that, and to stay as busy and active as you were in that time. That's that's hustling, man. And like that's that makes so much sense hearing that now, and then comparing to what I heard mm-hmm. that night at the music con. Like, okay, I can see it. Just how you project, how you sing, how you carry yourself it comes from that background in the best way. And like that's really cool. So then music became this focus and mm-hmm. this shift. So um, with your grandma gets you this guitar. Like, did was there a family member that like kind of like showed you the ropes? Was there like a friend that was like, all right, you know, I'm I'm just trying I... to see if there's another like 
there has got to be one more person before you just took it on your own to with the guitar or not or not but like i feel like there might be there might be like uncle scott who like showed uncle me how to like scott throw a d chord on a guitar uh, i don't know i'm just making people up i like, i really wish i really wish i could say that like i had uh an uncle scott who just like, who i looked at and was like man i wor- i really want to be part of like a, a band or i yeah. want to be in music um but no my mm-hmm. family especially my immediate family has been very sport oriented okay and i started out in soccer and everything i loved yeah. it i yeah. still love watching like the world cup and everything but i just i got away from it and i started like as dorky as it is i'd start seeing like shows on like nickelodeon or or disney about like music groups i'm like yeah that that's what pulled me i'm like i love i love what they're doing I kind of want to be a part of that. There, there that makes sense with the shirt you're wearing right now. Yeah, Drake I got Bell a shirt. Drake Bell t-shirt on. Um, <laughs> it's great, man. That show was great. Drake and Josh? Yes. Classic Nickelodeon yes. show. And I never... There aren't any musicians in my family. Yeah. I mean, now there kind of are because I have step-family now and okay. I've, you know... Met brothers and cousins. Yeah, step-brothers and everything. But it was just... It was just, uh, it was just me for a while. That's cool. And I actually got the Drake Bell t-shirt from seeing him. I saw oh, him yeah? twice. Nice. And I met him twice. Yeah? Yeah. Is he, he a cool guy? Is he... he is a cool guy. He's short. Yeah? He's really short. I think my sister met him somewhere, and, like, she said the same thing. But that that's crazy, man. Like, but that's cool. He's a cool guy. Like, because I always wondered watching that show. I'm like, he's a cool guy on the show. Is he a cool guy in real life? You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I, when I first met him, he was playing up in Alliance, just doing a local show. Oh, shit. And... They said, oh, there's going to be a meet and greet afterwards. It's free. I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm going for, for $60 yeah. for two tickets. Yeah, I'll go. And sale. everybody, you know, we were kind of the back of the line. Everybody's going up saying, hug me, brother, and everything ah. like that. And he's totally cool with it. He's so cool with it. But when I went up there. That's awesome. When I went up there, I was like, hey, man, I know we just took a picture and there's a little bit of a line left. But do you have any quick tips on, like, how to get signed to a label or insights to the music industry yeah and it it i expected like a oh no sorry like i gotta get yeah. through this line but he took five minutes to hold up the line and just what do you say talk what's, to me with some of the tips that we can share so, with the crowd from drake bell <laughs> from the source so from straight from the source he told me he's like don't get signed by a label uh. i was like wait a minute drake what but like explain why and he he kind of told me I'm kind of learning, yeah. Um, as I go on, that uh, getting signed to a record label is so much different than it was like 30 years ago. Yeah. Where uh, you get 30 years ago, you get signed and you know you get built up into this artist and this image. Well, now it's um, it's opposite. You it's a complete. It. You have to build a brand and image that they can sell, that they can make money off of, because that's what it's. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what a lot of it is about now is making money. So you have to build yourself up into that image. And he said that if you get signed by a label, they own a lot of your stuff. Yeah. They own a lot of your music. They own they make the majority of the royalties and everything. And for some people like him, that's not appealing. Yeah. And so he said I'd stay away from record labels and everything and just go independent like me. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." And I and I took some of that stuff with uh with a grain of salt because I'd still love to be a part of yeah. like a big label. I 
I don't necessarily mind having some of my stuff be shared yeah. or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's that's what he told me. The biggest thing was don't get uh, signed by a label. Try to be independent and try to um, do it yourself because he said that's where he's found the most joy. Damn. Cool. Yeah. Damn, that's a, that's really cool that he would take the time to in a line. And like, yeah. See, it, I always thought he was a label guy. I, you know, I mean, just because of his image. He but, was for a while. And that's why he was like, all right, been yeah. there, done with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the all second right. time I met him, I'm like, yo, dude, I don't know if you remember, but like a couple months ago, you held up the line for me and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. And was he like, oh, yeah, I remember. He kind of, he was kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I think I remember that. And yeah. I don't know if that was just kind of like him saying, I meet tons of people, well, I, but I mean, I'm going to say yeah. that. Yeah, if he, if he has meet and greets at shows, he probably does. Yeah, yeah but that's, it was still really cool. It makes yeah, you feel, no, it, as a fan, it makes you feel, like, important to the artist. So. You, you can't get any more important than uh, hanging out right. with him. And then, here's what you should do as a, as a, as a someone who's done it. Or, you know, yeah. Just a word of wisdom, like... That's super cool. Oh, he was so wow. cool about it. Nice, man. Well, let's wrap it up with this. I know you kind of got a split. You gotta, you gotta hit a head out to the Sparks, or <laughs> Kent Stark. Kent Starks. Sparks is the music festival that went on here last weekend. So that's oh, okay. Yeah, losing my mind. But thank you so much for coming out and doing this. And September twenty first, third concert series Friday here at Negative Space. Ethan Vinyl Wings. Uh, Myth and Co. Midnight Buford. It's going down. Feel good? I feel great, man. Thank you for having me. Was this good? Yeah. I think we did good. I think I I learned a lot about you. Like, I would have never known that, man. That's cool. Yep, that's me. Thank you so much, man. That's (laughs) awesome. Well, keep at it, my friend, and I'll catch you on the third Friday from now. All right. All right, cool. Thank you.